should write a book, Fry. People need to know about the can eat more. I'm getting this book on UFOs. Did you know they're real? But there's a huge comic conspiracy to cover it up. Oh, that's just a paranoid fantasy. I want to be a book. You can pick me up, flip through my pages, make sure nobody drew wieners in me. Hello and welcome to the Not Your Grandmother's Book Club Podcast, where we read them so you don't have to, because we didn't say a racial slur to make it stop. I forgot I wrote that down in my notes and it made me laugh. <laughs> my name is Kevin and I'm joined as always by my co-host Benedict, who was himself forged in the fires of Mordor. Benedict, uh, did your wife flip you over in the middle of the street after the Super Bowl yesterday? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, She's a true that, Philadelphian. She's yeah, a true yeah. Philadelphian. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's right. Yeah, that's what happened. So yeah, I can't can't make any complaints. I deserved it. Um, I mean, you were standing there. And, I was and the standing Phil- there, and, and the fucking and Eagles lost. So what else right. is she gonna do? And it, well, to be fair, if the Eagles won, she would have done the same. <laughs> um, so you know how it goes. Uh, yeah. uh, how was the Super Bowl for you? I didn't good. watch. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch okay, Super Bowl. It was good. My my hot take is based on the Super Bowl this week. Yeah. So. Uh, my, I, yeah I'll, I, get, I'll get into it later. Yeah, I didn't watch it. Not out of some sort of uh, a grievance against wokeness culture. Uh, just didn't find it interesting and uh, had fair. better things no, to do not, on a Sunday. That that's fine. That's fair. Yeah. Um, no, it was good. It was. Uh, yeah, we're recording this today on Monday because mm-hmm. I was watching the Super Bowl yesterday. Um, as a you know, American honorary American, real American, official, not, official uh, yeah, American. What are you not, talking not about? Honorary. Um, yeah. So that was fun for me. It was great. Uh, it was good. Yeah, it was fine. It was an exciting game, and then it wasn't. So that's what my hot take is going to be about. So there was uh, an incident at Benedict's house involving his wife. The cops mm. had to get called. It was a yeah, whole, yeah, whole yeah. thing. Whole thing. It was not great. Anyways, Kevin, Benedict- there's no cops in New York City. It's a <laughs> hellscape that only Batman protects. <laughs> Spider-Man, Benedict. Spider-Man. Batman's oh, okay. a Gotham. Batman's yeah, a Gotham. I mean, Gotham is New York, though, right? That's no. the No, yes, ba- no Gotham is Gotham. Gotham okay. is Gotham. Gotham is definitely New York. Gotham is Gotham. The okay. Marvel Universe just uses New York City as New York City. The DC universe has Gotham and Metropolis and Center City and made up city yeah. names for reasons I cannot comprehend because they could have just all used based real cities. on American cities. Fine, <laughs> uh, but anyways, Benedict, you probably yep. know uh, the show uh, where we we do stuff. I forgot how we I do, do do stuff this. sometimes, <laughs> where we go deep, 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 deep. Yep, that. Uh, I plumb the depths of right. We thought by reviewing a chapter from wow, we took one day. Uh, off of our normal recording schedule of Sundays, and I've already lost it all. Uh, review a chapter from a con- work of conservative nonfiction, and in between, taking a look at other examples of the right, doing their best to make America hate again. Start us up, Benedict. Do you have a hot take for us this week? Yeah, and it's... Uh, the, the, the Super Bowl is a microcosm of American society, and I'm stealing this from somewhere online, So I, I, but I just the, thought it was the, good. The, the 20 articles that get written about it every year after the Super Bowl? Yeah. Yeah, no, no, but but specifically like the refs having main character energy. Like this isn't about you. 
Um, but also the fact that the laws are completely subjective and based on the random whims of yep. like the high priest of the laws. Oh, yeah. Absolutely a microcosm of American society. Um, and it was a bullshit call that meant the Eagles lost. Sure. So. I'm, yep. I was assuming that that was where you're going with it, even yeah. though, as I mentioned, I did not watch the game. And that leads into my hot take for the week. Oh, good. Uh, which is that I care about sports less and less as I get older. Interesting. I care about them more. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like there there are there are different types of people, and I think you know maybe there's a type of person there who never cared about sports and just doesn't have any change in that throughout their lifetime. So there are three types of people. <laughs> there's that kind, just by by, I guess the only three ways that things could be: people who just never cared and never will care, people who cared when they were younger and then stopped caring when they got older, and people who didn't care when they're younger. And then started caring when they got older. Uh, I am of the caring less and less as I get older type. I don't know why, and I don't. It doesn't really bother me. I, I think maybe, maybe just leaving behind all the performative masculinity stuff. I still enjoy a game if I happen to watch it, but I just never mm-hmm. seek it out or intentionally go to watch sports anymore. Just not See, a thing I do all that. that much. That's the thing. Like I, I'm not. I I would say like I kind of get what you mean with the performative masculinity thing, but like I am so intense about sports that I would often rather watch them on my own. Like I will. Like if my team is playing an important game, I would rather literally everyone leave me the fuck alone. Yeah, and I'm gonna sucks, watch this so, on my know. own. No, my team's actually well. Yeah, okay, I thought your team was supposed true. to suck. That's the last I heard no, about it. Well, they are. They're annoyingly bad this season. <laughs> but hopefully, things are are gonna get better soon. I don't know, but that's what I mean. I I'm not like, oh, let's go to the bar and bro out about it. I'm like, leave me alone. I'm gonna drink water. I'm gonna hydrate so that I can properly <laughs> celebrate when my team scores. <laughs> so you can cry at the loss. Yeah, gotta exactly. Those, gotta be exactly. hydrated gotta for those get tears. The hydration in. Yep. yep that's right. uh, anyways, moving along. What's on your bookshelf this week? Oh, well, that is a, a great question. I'm mm. glad you asked. Mm. Uh, One that you were not prepared for. No, well, why don't you do yours first as a oh, treat? Oh, why, why don't I? Why don't mine. I, Benedict? Yeah, a little treat for the audience that has nothing to do uh-huh. with your level of preparedness. No, it's a treat. Uh, I will recommend this week another video game. Uh, one I picked up recently because it was on sale on Steam. Uh, Hard Space Shipbreaker. And I've, I've got like seven, eight hours into this game so far. And you're just like taking apart spaceships. Uh, you're just is like, that, is that appealing to the mechanic in you? Is that what that is? I don't know, but there's also, and, and I'm hoping that something happens with this. There's this interesting story that I think is being built. And I know I'm going to be let down cause they're not going to flesh it out. It's probably just like a, something to keep you interested and think there's a story in this game when there really isn't. Cause it's really just about, uh, taking ships apart, but generally it's uh, it's a capitalist hellscape. Uh, where you are, uh, I think it's $1.2 billion in debt to this oh. mega corporation. Cool. That, and you're in debt because, you know, they they uh, had to charge you for you to work for them. Uh, and you're paying off your debt by working in space uh, and killing yourself, uh, taking ships apart. Uh, so it's America. Yes. Yes, it is America. Years. It's okay. indeed America. Uh, but uh, there's an anti-union thing going on. Ah. Like, not like the game is saying unions are bad, but like the company within the game is trying to crush the nascent union that you, you and know, your, that seems right. That's what companies often do. Yeah. Yeah. I really like it. I really like it. And I'm, I'm hoping that storyline plays out because it could be really interesting. I really love it. Uh, anyways, what's on your bookshelf, Benedict? Well, on my bookshelf is, uh, have you heard of Poker Face, the Peacock show? It sounds familiar, but maybe I'm thinking of the it's Lady Gaga good. song. It's, it's the guy who did uh, Knives Out, so it's mm-hmm. Rain Johnson. 
um maybe i'm thinking of the like the lady gaga song that just got <laughs> i just i just clogged that you said that um yeah maybe it's got natasha leone in it and also just like a recurring cast of characters and it's just like single episode oh like, is that murder. the actress from the uh, russian doll show? yeah 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 okay the, so i think i have seen a commercial for it. yeah yeah um it's good it's it's just like a fun like murder mystery caper that it's on peacock they do like hourly episodes and they're like kind of tied together by a broader storyline but they're very much standalone episodes um and it has like an a-list cast of guest stars like i think the first one is uh adrian brody yeah me too um not you I, know who I, I like I, more than adrian brody adrian monk okay. ah, ah well, tony shalhoub uh <laughs> tony shalhoub also great um <laughs> and then it has like uh is a little rel howery and he's in one of the episodes and i forget who's in the second episode but someone so, there's a basically a famous guest star every episode nice. um and it's just it's just a fun murder mystery caper but you know who did the murder her mm, thing is she those. can yeah. she can tell who uh is like she can tell when someone's bullshitting but then like she's not a cop so she just has to convince people that she knows that people are bullshitting or whatever okay. So it's, so it's, it's that just, lie to me show, but maybe done better. Basically, yeah, okay. yeah. No, okay. it's good. It's good. It's good fun. Um, it's good well, fun. So I promise I, I will that. not watch it because I don't have okay. Peacock. That's fine. Deal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on the housekeeping this week, uh, remember to rate, interview us on the iTunes and the Spotify's and the places. Give it the, the stars and the thumbs and the whatnots. Follow us on the social medias at NYGBCPod on Twitter and at NYGBCBen. Uh, updates this week. Uh, following up on the discussion of education last week, one thing I went in on a bit uh, is the idea that Crowder and others are creating a, a paradigm where only things they deem economically valuable are worth having as majors. Um, beyond that being fundamentally wrong, I, when I you know listened through for the edit, I realized I just didn't say something I had wanted to say. Uh, there is both economic and intrinsic value to majors that they don't think are valuable. Uh, mm -hmm. There's something I thought about, which is that this completely conflicts with other things they profess to believe, right? The idea inherently contained in it is that the value of humans is only defined by their productivity. But these are the same people who you'll never hear talk about more, more than anyone else, about the intrinsic value of human beings when they're talking about a fetus. Yeah. Right. So, but the moment that's no longer a fetus, ah, it's yeah, all about well, your productivity. We don't, we, don't, we don't want consistency in positions, Kevin. That would be really, that right. would be silly. Right. Right. Uh, another update. Uh, this is just based on a, a text I sent you. Uh, Charlie Kirk, unfortunately, is learning. Uh, mm. He put on glasses he to hide his weird sentient? face. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because they're really wide glasses too. They so are. They are. Yeah. Somebody told him this will hide your weird fucking face. Put these on. <laughs> so make your face look like it fits on your head more. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then I'm also starting to think I have supernatural powers because I mentioned Cataboo last week, and then a day after that, she went and reviewed the Mike Huckabee weird kids magazines that I've had my eyes on for a while and desperately wanted. So yep. she has a TikTok out where she reviewed those. It's pretty great. You should check it out. She's great on TikTok. Um, but also, She's good on Twitter too. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, the Daily Wire ads are becoming more unhinged. I am seeing so many of them. They are constant, and they are on all of the left tube YouTube videos that I watch. Uh, right. One came on, I think, before like a We're in Hell video that I was watching earlier, and I'm like, mm, you guys really don't know the target audience for this shit here, do you? Mm. Uh, really, really should work on that targeted advertising rather than just pumping money into it. Uh, 
well, you know, there's, I mean, there's there's always some bleed over from socialists into fascists. It's not, yeah, you know, it's that not, it's is not true, impossible. But, you know, I don't think if you know if you know anything about we're in hell, a uh, very trans inclusive, decent dude. Um, yep. Not I don't think fascist. Much, uh, I don't think much <laughs> yeah, his audience not, is going to be going over. Not there. a whole bunch of bleed over. I think enough. most of the socialist bleed over is like turfs and tankies is where a lot of it goes it's mostly where a lot of it comes from yeah it is um but yeah the daily wire ads are becoming even more unhinged right i watched like the first 45 seconds of one that played from the other day and it wasn't even advertising anything it was just matt walsh talking about how he was fighting the mutilation of children it okay. was not in any way an advertisement for a show or a product or anything just like matt walsh is out here promoting his christian fascist bullshit isn't he great Really, really weird. And I, I wish weird. I had less of it. Uh, but also, <laughs> Bennett, we have something new this week. Uh, we have a new drop uh, for the show. Okay. Uh, normally, I like to get the drops from clips we played on the show, but I saw this one the other day, and I thought, wow, I really love that. It's too good to pass up. Uh, and it's very relevant to the events of the last week. So, Benedict, here is our new drop. There was not one single mention of the balloon. <laughs> That uh, is in relation to... Oh, God, I didn't even write down who that was. I didn't even write down who that was. Why? It doesn't matter who that was. Somebody can no. tell me who that was. Uh, but uh, that is in relation, of course, to the State of the Union address, in which... There was not one single mention of the balloon. Yep. I think it's Lou Dobbs. I think that's who it is. I think Probably. it's Lou Dobbs. It sounds Lou Dobbsy. It certainly sounds like something Lou Dobbs would say. Yep. Um, I actually thought the State of the Union address was pretty good. I think a lot of people thought it was pretty good. Yeah. It was decent. I, yeah. Like, yeah. whatever. You know? Uh, you know? Yeah. Cool. Uh, it, it is very much... Like, I saw a lot of the, the right-wing takes afterward. Look how the ratings dropped from Trump's State of the Unions. And largely, it's because all of us are like, yeah, meh. You know? <laughs> It's, I don't even see Joe Biden stumble over his words for right. like a full. But I, having said that, I did watch it because I do want to see that. But Trump, you always felt like he could be like halfway through. He'd be like, yeah, we're going to nuke North Korea. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah. I feel like I should know about that yeah. in advance, you know, right. just. Now that you, you just know. have basic competency in there, like <laughs> not that, that we agree with everything that the administration does or even most of it, but, you know, just. There's that feeling of, like, I don't have to watch every single time the President of the United yeah. States speaks. Uh, so that's <laughs> that's where I am on it. Anyways, Hopefully him speaking is not going to start an actual war. Hopefully. Uh, we have a new inductee into the spooky world, New World Order. Bleh, and that is, of course, our newest patron, Little Flick. You are now part of our... Hell new yeah, Little World Flick. Spooky World Order. Yeah. Is it pronounced Lil Flick or Lol Flick? Lol Flick? Uh, I feel like we need to know. Well, uh, well it's little. It's little. <laughs> but that sounds weird. If you say that in my accent. Ah, yes. Little Flick. Hello. Welcome. No, it, sounds, it sounds much more coming out of your accent. It yeah, sounds... everything sounds worse coming out of my accent. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> Anyways, if you would like to become part of the Spooky World New World Order, bleh, of course, you can tweet or post about the show on social media. Recommend it to others. Send me a screenshot or tag us in it. Leave us a five-star review wherever you can. Drop me a screenshot to let me know. Make a donation to a worthwhile charity. Become a patron or just get my attention with something good. And all that out of the way, Benedict, why don't we begin with this week's Alex Jones video. Um, you're going to know less than a second into this how this ties into yeah. the book this week. It might be a little more mysterious for everyone else, but you, of course, are going to know. Here it is. These are clips from a new Tucker Carlson documentary. Mm, 
Okay. You know exactly how this ties yep. in this week. Let's yep. go. No mystery whatsoever. Part of it got shot on a little piece of land uh, that I have here in Austin, Texas. Oh, okay. So we're just I collaborating. Shoot, with, let me tell you. I said, just, just the collapse. Yeah. This is, I mean, they, I remember this back when it happened. Uh, I think it was last summer is when this one was from. Uh, maybe it was a little longer ago than that. I don't remember exactly. But this, um, you'll you'll know in a moment. You'll remember. You'll remember when all this happened in a moment. We've got a nice AJ Tucker crossover. Love that. Mm, yeah. Sent the crew out there. I mean, we do know that they text each other now, yep. thanks to those text yep. messages. Yep, yep. Because Tucker's producer wanted to use a Central Texas piece of property to shoot at, and so they shot some of it. So they do kind of the manly man type deals. Is his voice the issue here worse is, than normal? You know, it goes in and out. I don't know what it is, but he, he he definitely smokes a lot, and he's an alcoholic. So, I mean, that can affect the voice if he had he can, a, a yeah. late night out. It can have a day-to-day day-to-day effect on the voice. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. I mean, like, we watching Police State 2000 right now for the patron only, he was much less gruff back then. Much softer, yeah. much much lighter, more whimsical, Alex. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I don't know if I'd say whimsical. This isn't just the end of man. This is the end of the humans as we know it. And what we need to counter all this is men standing up and men being men. So here's a few clips from Tucker's new documentary. One of the biggest stories of our lifetimes is the total collapse. Mm -hmm. Can we just remember that the person doing this is Tucker Carlson, who talks like me? Yeah, I was about, (laughs) God, that was my thing. Like Tucker Carlson, that Bastion of masculinity. Bastion of masculinity, yeah. Like <laughs> fucking frozen lasagna. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but this is from the ball tanning documentary of Tucker oh, Carlson's, fuck, yeah. where apparently he shot some of that footage on land owned by Alex Jones. And there's another Alex connection. Alex tanned Tucker's balls? Is that what happened? Well, there's another connection I we're going to learn. Just imagine Alex there with the one of those tanning mirrors, just like <laughs> trying to find the angle. To I bet that was Tucker's Alex's balls. demand to let them shoot on his land as he gets one of those ball tanners. <laughs> <laughs> collapse in testosterone levels in american men those levels are declining by roughly 10 percent per decade completely changing the way people are at the most fundamental level nih does not seem interested in this at all it's not a big deal so we think it is a huge deal yeah i don't know why he decided that was the voice for the nih i don't know that's what he chose that's the voice he chose so we want to know what's causing it and what you can do about it that's the topic of our upcoming documentary Called the end of men here's a look at the trailer just a reminder that literally everyone who reviewed this documentary from a medical perspective said oh none of that is going to increase your testosterone That's oh yeah all no, a bunch obviously. of horseshit and tanning your balls can cause cancer that was yeah. the general medical consensus around that documentary. tanning anything can cause cancer yeah. especially bits of you that aren't meant to be tanned the balls are naturally not designed to be tanned Yeah, it's my 50 cal getting shot right there. So if you heard Alex say that, that is his 50 cal that they were shooting out there. They took one of Alex's guns, his 50 cal, to go shoot it for the documentary. Why does everyone use this fucking music for this shit? I don't know, because they don't understand that movie or Kubrick <laughs> or anything. That movie is not about masculinity. No. Um, I think you could point to some some components of that movie that very clearly make it not about masculinity, that make it perhaps about emotion and and what it means yeah, to be human. Yeah, with your family, and... unmasculine traits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is... Transcendence. 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 Trans
this will, this will trigger the Libtards like nothing you've ever seen. You're in hard times as well. Hard iron shop. Okay, I, I know I said the movie, but I I only know this because Thus Spoke Zarathustra is the name of that orchestral track, and that's from 2001 Space Odyssey. But uh-huh. did that exist before the movie, and he just used it there? And that's no, what no, I know it's it a, from? it's an old, it's a piece okay. of classical music. Yeah, that's, okay. Sharpens iron, as they say, and those hard times inevitably produce ice bands who are tough. Men Joe Rogan does it every day. He looks great. Who... He looks incredible. Joe Rogan does that every day. He looks great. Looks incredible. <laughs> no, no, no. Gosh. Alex, why aren't you doing ice baths every Alex, day? Maybe you would look incredible well, he, there. He may have done. That's why he got that before or after <laughs> shot of him looking all red. Uh, Alex must need to take up some. And he's just, Alex's commentary over this is some of the greatest. I love it. Okay, so there you go. Uh, definitely going to trigger the libtards. Worse than his January 6th uh, documentary. And, and, and I mean, I'm glad they shot part of it here in Central Texas with us, but just obviously a lot of entertainment value to this. I, I can promise Alex that uh, we were not triggered. We were, in fact, not triggered by his no. End of Men movie. In fact, we laughed at it a whole lot. Yep. A yep. whole yep. lot. Yeah, it triggered my <laughs> gag reflex. Again, designed uh, <laughs> to, to, to absolutely trigger the leftists. But this is, I want him that's to stop funny, though, putting chemicals. That, I mean, that that is like, uh, that's I mean, he, telling. Yeah, that's he telling said a complete he truth there. It's Absolutely. designed to trigger the leftists. Mm-hmm. That's um, what they think. Which I think is funny because, like, we don't care. Do whatever. No, but they see, you know, it is that thing online. It, it, it's the online brain. If they comment about how stupid my thing is, they must be triggered. Yeah. ...in the water that makes the frickin' frogs gay. Nah. Because the atrazine, <laughs> That's gotta be a draw. the testosterone... That's not the famous clip, though. That's I know, not the but I like clip. that, too. It makes the freaking frogs gay. Yeah, you know, I feel like that one's overplayed. It's overplayed. Mm. We need something fresh. Sperone down by 90%. The sperm down by 96%. Western men, black, wrong. white, Hispanic, it's, it's Asian, yeah. old, young, they're losing their <laughs> sperm count. They're, they're, the genital sizes are shrinking. We are being <laughs> chemically hit by design, the globalists admitted... <laughs> with things to get rid of men. And you see them saying masculinity is toxic, being a leader is toxic, standing up for your family is toxic, because they want a bunch of people that they can roll right over. So, Alex, um, I, I mean, it's a little bit cliche to say it, but so many of these people's true insecurities show when they t- start talking about dick sizes. They're yeah. really concerned about dick sizes. Always. I just, I, I think, I like in my, in my, and I don't know why my brain did this, but in my head, he was the next thing he said was, I just stopped listening to him and just imagined, and imagined him being like, and these women, they're clitorises, they're getting enormous, <laughs> 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 which is not my best impression, but nope. for some reason, that's what, that's what happened in my head. He's just like small dicks, big clits. Let's fucking get. <laughs> With all that out of the way, Benedict. <laughs> I'm glad we ended our... on that. That's a good editorial call. <laughs> we continue our book review of The Great Reset by Alex Jones, the real king of late night. Benedict, mm. 
What did we read this week? Well, we read chapter seven, The Great Reset of Energy, in which Alex uh, talks about energy a bit, but then doesn't mention some very obvious caveats that we've already seen him mention in the book already. So it's definitely not because he doesn't know about them. Nope, nope. And uh, do you have an alternate chapter title for us? This yep, week? it's uh, it's all filler, no killer. <laughs> Damn, on fleek, as the kids say. Uh, <laughs> mine, Boris Johnson. Dot dot dot. Globalist? Yeah. Boris mark? Johnson. Dot dot dot. Ally? <laughs> <laughs> no, is the answer to that. But in AJ, in AJ's eyes, it sure is. Yep. So uh, this chapter is, of course, chapter seven, as you said, is titled "The Great Reset of Energy," and it begins, "Quote: We all want to save the world." Do we? I mean, according to that one song. I think sure. there's one that goes like that. I'm pretty I'm sure. sure there is. That seems right. I'm they not sure. I'm not convinced. The world. I'm you not say convinced you want a revolution. You know, that is a, about. a song. Yeah, yeah, it is a, a song. song. Uh, he says, but everything has its trade-offs. Would you willingly give up your freedom of movement, your ability to drive and to travel, if they told you it was for saving the planet? If they told you again that a new crisis was so severe that you had to stay inside indefinitely? Would you Maybe. be willing? I mean, I don't know about staying inside Depends. indefinitely, but but I mean, let's talk about the reality. There is, would you use public transportation more instead of a personal vehicle if it would help? No, save Kevin, the you have to burn your own personal. Vehicle. Ah, that's right. I, I and need, then yeah. you get carbon tax from the burning, so you have mm-hmm. to, so you have make to pay. So that's how they get your money, yeah. right? Because yeah, they yeah. need to take so all you your to, money. And then exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I can't, uh, I can't get rid I've, of the I've given answers way. to each of his hypotheticals, by you know, the way. one but, thing that doesn't come up here, uh, it did come up, I think, with a previous book that we talked about, uh, might have come up, and I, I don't know if we ever talked about it, but one argument I hear a lot from the right is, oh, well, you know, if you go and buy an electric car, uh, it's wasteful because you're still having this electric car made and blah, 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 and and uh, your old car, it's just, just, you might as well just drive that one till it's dead. Um, and that, point i will point out to people what do you think happens to a used car when you're done with it when you give it to the dealership they sell it to someone else who drives it usually till it dies you know second owner is more likely to keep a vehicle in the long term than a first owner but uh yeah i don't know there's something that comes up that i uh some reason i was thinking about recently simply a whole shit argument simply give me more trains give me more trains i would like trains Uh, If I could get to my office from a fucking train, I'd be so goddamn happy. Uh, He continues. Would you be willing to allow global governments and big corporations to track and trace your every movement in the name of saving the planet? Probably. I mean, I don't know about that, but I don't know why they would need to. Yeah, and nobody's nobody's asking for it. Uh, Would you let them automatically track your carbon based on your diet, your driving habits, and more? Probably not. And then he takes a turn. If they used a military-style crackdown in the name of an emergency, would you submit to a digital surveillance system to monitor your carbon emissions? Yes, the- Daddy. <laughs> yes, Zaddy. Yeah. yeah uh, these are the questions worth asking, because this is what they want for these you. These questions are not worth asking. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> You I mean, dumb motherfucker. The, the questions he asks are so revealing in that he's the only one asking them. Would you take a sip of water and hold it in your mouth until the corporation told you to swallow? <laughs> These questions are worth asking. No. 
<laughs> Would you stop hitting yourself, nerd, until a corporation told you to stop? <laughs> Would you take the stairs instead of an elevator if a corporation told you it would save them money? What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? So we begin with the first argument of this chapter, and that is that, hey, uh, the right wing has spent the last 40 years turning California into the boogeyman for everything bad, so why don't we yep. talk about that? That's uh, is generally the first argument of this, bo- of this uh, chapter. Uh, and he talks about, or doesn't talk about, he just states really, uh, that California has used mandates to move all their energy into renewable energy. That is a Which direct quote. True, right? Not true that, at all. No. Not true. But California it's not even is, true, like, it's not even true of what he, like, he quotes from something later mm-hmm. where he says they want to be 60% renewable energy by 2030 and 100% yeah. by 2045. Yeah. Which is a quote he puts in the book and then is like, they've made it completely renewable. Yeah. And then he starts off by talking about the nuclear power plants in California, and this one's which fun again, I don't, I, I presume that doesn't count as renewable energy. I'm not sure the the. the I don't know whether that counts as renewable. I mean, there's a, a deep doesn't. conversation to be had about nuclear power and its safety versus efficiency and all that, yeah. blah blah blah, and that is beyond the scope of what we're talking about today. But I will tell you that I grew up in Sacramento, California. Uh, and in fact, I grew up, uh, you know, 20-ish miles outside of uh, uh, Sacramento downtown proper. And where I had to drive, uh, you know, between home and the city or school or work or whatever, uh, was along this highway from mm-hmm. which you could see the giant towers of the Rancho Seco nuclear power plant, uh, which had been shut down in 1989. Now, Alex yeah. points out here. That there's three nuclear reactors in California. He's actually wrong. There was four, uh, not three. But uh, that they've already shut down two of them. One of those is Rancho Seco, the nuclear power Mm -hmm. plant that was over by where I lived in California. Um, In 1978, the Rancho Seco plant had the third most serious nuclear incident in the United States to date. Uh, where they had a dry out of the the I don't I forget the terminology I didn't write it down but like the react I think it was a reactor bed dry out was what it was called okay um uh, so third most serious incident at a nuclear power plant to date uh, and it was closed by vote in 1989 uh, in California as in Sacramento in particular uh, Rancho Seco was under SMUD the Sacramento Municipal uh, Utility District um, which okay. uh, uh, in California you vote. Uh, on utility price increases and the types of energies that they're utilizing. It's a very democratic process, uh, probably much more so than anywhere else I've ever lived. Uh, I certainly don't Mm -hmm. get to do that where I live now here in Missouri. Uh, But so it was shut down uh, in 1989, and it's been sitting there now. But he seems to want to imply that this is all related to Gavin Newsom and what he's doing when this was shut down in 1989. That was certainly the impression that you get reading it. Certainly is. And also, fun fact, there's a big lake at Rancho Seco uh, that they stock with fish and people go out and fish on in the, the literally in the shadow of the gigantic nuclear cooling towers. Do, people do are out fish there fishing. Have three heads. That's like... the joke, man. That's the joke. Everybody, I've fished out there. I have been fishing out there. People always make the joke about the lake at Rancho Seco and fish with three eyes or multiple heads they, or whatever. Are they easier to catch because they've got five mouths? <laughs> To date, I have never seen one with more than one mouth, uh, and I have caught fish there. But so he talks first about 2020, May 2020, uh, and he says, uh, you know, that they're, they're shutting all these plants down, the coal plants, the gas plants, and everything, but the renewables aren't ready yet. So you know what happened? Shortages. 
blackouts. Which, man, this is tough when Texas went through the same shit. You know, yeah. Like, uh, uh, much worse, as a matter of fact, as we will yeah. talk about in a moment. Yeah. As we will talk about in Way a moment. Way worse. Texas, uh, last year, of course, was was horrifying. Was that last year or the year before? I forget which it one was it was. It was 2021. Yeah, so 2021, winter of 2021, of course, there were people who died because of that freeze uh, and that horrible thing. And then this year, I, I don't even know if all the power is already restored to the Austin area and the other areas that have been affected by the blackout uh, going on this year in Texas. Um, I know that some people who I follow on Twitter who live out there in Austin uh, went more than a week without power in freezing temperatures. Uh, so that's bad. That's yes. pretty bad. Now let's right. compare that to 2020. Benedict, how bad would you guess that the blackouts were in the summer of 2020 in California? My guess, given that Alex has written about it so extensively, is not bad at all. Well, Benedict, you would be correct, because as a matter yep. of fact, there were zero blackouts for the entire summer of year 2020 in California. Well, there were no blackouts. A, blackout, a blackout occurs, so it, that does not include, like, a power line gets knocked down and the power yeah. goes out. A blackout, as Alex is using it and as people in this industry use it, is when the energy, uh, when the electric grid, uh, the people who run the electric grid, which in California is, uh, it, there's this agency, I, I forget what it stands for, but C-A-S-I-O, uh, mm -hmm. the California Independent something or other, I can't remember, <laughs> I know that's not it, but um, uh, systems operator, I think might be what it is. Um, they manage distribution of electricity throughout the energy grid in California. And when there are shortages, they determine how to allocate, allocate electricity supply so as to prevent from uh, you know, massive uh, uh, incidents occurring with the grid or high, um, cr you know, critical resources prevent them from being cut off like hospitals and things. Um, and so we'll talk about them more in a moment, but there were no blackouts in 2022. Zero. There were in 2020. In 2022. So he starts off here with an article from May 2022. In the Sacramento Bay. Oh, wait, see, sorry. You said, I think you said 2020 originally. No, 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 no. We're going to talk about 2020 in a minute okay, because okay, he does okay. a bait and switch and moves over to 2020. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So in 2022, there were zero blackouts in the state of California. Now, I am old enough that I grew up in the 90s in California, mm -hmm. and I lived through the summer of Enron blackouts. I lived through the years when Enron was manipulating electricity God, I remember prices. remember Enron. Yeah, I lived through when Enron was manipulating electricity prices and causing rolling blackouts throughout the entirety of California. I lived mm. through that. I remember it. I remember thinking, what the fuck is this? Why are the lights all? It's the middle of the day. Why do we have no electricity? What's going on here? Like four or five hours. We're without electricity. What the fuck? Uh, for, you know, for weeks. That happened for weeks. Just blackouts every day. Um, mm -hmm. So that was that was a thing. And, and boy, that was capitalism, baby. That was that was none <laughs> that of this pure socialism capitalism nonsense. straight into the veins. That was That's as capitalism it. as it can get. But like I said, um, he pivots to 2020. So he, mm. he mentions that Sacramento Bee article from 2022. And then he says, quote, in the summer of 2020, the covid lockdowns had malls, movie theaters and most businesses closed. Energy consumption was down, yet California still couldn't keep the lights on. Yeah. Uh and then he has a Los Angeles Times article that I'm not going to bother to read, but it is the one wh that mentions that California's plan is to get 60% renewable by 2030 and 100% by 2045. And also, sorry, just just a quick thing. Um, 
California is also hooked up to the national grid in a way that it Texas is. isn't. It right? is, I mean, as a matter yeah, of fact. Okay. You are yeah. correct, which is why. So there is this report. Uh, uh, we're going to talk in a second about 2020. Why don't we just talk about it now? So Yeah, sorry. I keep derailing you. You, you say your piece. And then in 2020, California had the first blackouts it had experienced in 20 years. For the first time in 20 years since my childhood when we had the Enron years, California mm-hmm. had rolling blackouts. Do you want to take a guess? Alex is talking about how horrifying this is. Do you want to take a guess? How? Let's just say, if you could, if you could guess, how many days did these blackouts occur? Uh, two. You got it. Two days. Hell yeah. Okay. Two days. Do you want to guess across those two days how many individual homes in California were affected? How many homes are in? Okay. Uh, individual homes. California has about a 40 million population. Okay, so that's that's maybe like uh, that's maybe like 15 million homes, 20 million homes, somewhere around there. Sure. Uh, 30,000. 30,000. You are low. It's okay. about 500,000 each day. Okay. All is right. the number of people who are affected each that's day. That's bad, but not like the state sure. dark. Do you want to guess about how many hours? Those homes that were affected for this is a Friday and a Saturday when this occurred. Do you want okay. to guess about how many hours they were affected? Uh, four. The they were between fifteen minutes to an hour and a half. Fuck's sake! I'm sorry, 150 minutes. I called that an hour and a half. That's not an hour and a half. So no. would that be two and a half hours? Yeah, two yeah. and a half hours. So between fifteen minutes to two and a half hours over two days for about awesome. five hundred thousand homes each day. Which That's sucks. The In the middle of, I will point out, one of the largest wildfires in the state's history, which was also yeah, affecting the grid at that time. Which presumably was a problem. <laughs> was a problem. Uh, other things that affected uh, those blackouts that day. Uh, one, natural gas power plant of about 450 megawatts went out of service uh, due to needed maintenance. Uh, and then on, that was Friday. And then on Saturday, another plant... Uh, got a mistaken order to reduce its power production capacity from 400 megawatts to like 125 megawatts. It was just okay. like a mistaken message sent to the controllers to reduce Which the production happen. of that power plant. Right. Those are two of the, that's some of the largest. And this is, you know, the middle of a heat wave, fires going on. And, and that was what happened to two, two days. Mm-hmm. This is the great calamity that California can't endure is two days. And now I will say, that there are going to be difficulties that California faces in transitioning over to renewable energy. Mm-hmm. That is that is not out of the question. But Alex wants to blow these into world-ending calamities that are, are just destroying Everything California. Nobody has electricity. The lights won't stay on. Can't watch your Netflix all the time. Nothing's going on in California because mm-hmm. all these loony lefties just want to go off wind and solar. It is really... It, I mean, it's very funny to me that, like... They're using they use the language of the current system's failures to be like, imagine how bad it will be when <laughs> the system fails. Like we don't have to imagine. This has happened a bunch. Like right, right. There, there have been there have been gas failures. There have been coal failures. Like it's not like they're imagining something new and terrifying. It's like, oh well, what happens when that happens again? Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, it might. Yeah, and like I said, there will be challenges for California in the coming years, right? Especially since California is pushing into electric vehicles. That's going to require mm-hmm. a whole bunch more electricity production uh, in order to keep all those vehicles charged and going. Um, California does need to pump tens, if not hundreds of billions of dollars into doing this. But it can be done, and it is being done. 
Um, there will be hiccups along the way and there will be issues, but Jesus, I'd much rather live in California and be without electricity for two and a half hours than freeze for a week and a half in Texas. Because I mean, they refuse to hook up to the national grid. Right. Yep. So he continues by saying, quote, about that LA Times article, let's try to follow their logic. Solar panels and wind turbines didn't cause the rolling blackouts of the they summer didn't, of 2020 as Kevin just told you. I, well, so that, that final, uh, the, I told you about that report that I have. It's called the Final Root Cause Analysis, Mid-August 2020 Extreme Heat Wave. Um, and I will, I will re- link that in the show notes for anyone who wants to read it. Uh, I but I bet that was written by a, by a government floozy. I mean, technically, maybe, yeah. yeah. The California Independent System Operator. That is the name of it because it's on the front page of it. Uh, the California Public Utilities Commission and the California Energy Commission are who uh, wrote this. It's about 140 pages. It details everything that happened. And they named three major causes uh, for the blackouts in... Tw- and, like, the fact that they put together a 140-page report to address two and a half hours worth of blackouts over two days. Mm. Like, they're obviously taking this seriously. <laughs> Uh, but they named three root causes. One is climate change, the extreme heat wave that the state was experiencing at that time. Uh, the other was that in the transition to uh, clean energy, that they the resource planning targets have not kept pace. That they pointing out these issues and taking steps to address them. Yeah, like, that's, that's how is. you actually solve problems instead and, of yelling yeah. at it on Twitter or in long form Twitter, which this book is. Ugh, Four thousand page Twitter. Uh, four four thousand word Twitter, four hundred whatever page it is, Twitter. yeah. And, and then the third one that they identified was same pra- some practices in the day ahead energy market exacerbated the supply challenges under highly stressed conditions. Mm-hmm. Mm, market, market yeah. pressures, market rates. doing stuff. But so Alex is mad that the LA Times didn't just say that. Oh, it's because California is shutting down all their gas powered plants. That's what's doing it. Yeah, mm. that's what's doing it. Uh, and he says the reason why they didn't say that is because you can't talk bad about California and the MSM. You can only make fun of Republicans, which, you know, if that's a policy, I'm fine with it. Um, uh, uh, there's plenty of lefty outlets out there outside of MSM to make fun of Democrats. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like a little more pushback, but, you know. Uh, but he starts off next saying something I found particularly interesting. Quote, and we are starting to see the exact same thing happening in the rest of the world. Now, if you haven't seen the headlines of energy energy outages from Asia to South America to all across Europe, then I don't know what you've been paying attention to. Bennett, do you see an endnote indication there anywhere? No, no, he doesn't page? point us to what he's At been all? paying attention to. Yeah, I, I don't either. I don't, it's, a, um, it's a nice rhetorical flourish, Alex. Got a nice try. You would think if all these headlines existed and like, I can well, tell Kevin, you. Well, Kevin, there's too many headlines. He can't put the endnotes on all of them. It's uh, ridiculous. Sure, sure. Yeah. You know how there, there's just been outages all across the world because those just happen from time to time. But nobody writes a bunch of crazy headlines about how it's all because of renewable energy because that's not mm-hmm. what's happening. Uh, but then we get to Boris Johnson, globalist. Uh, and he says, quote, when the former prime minister of Britain, isn't that a great thing to be able to call him? Yeah. I but mean, then he I, writes about him like he still has any power or influence, which is weird. I know. It's really funny because especially since this is from 2021, he was already out of office in 2021. Yeah. What the fuck? Uh, but when the prime, former prime minister of Britain, Boris Johnson. I don't came, think he was. I think he was, I think he left office last year. I thought it was end of 2020. I thought uh, maybe I got the timeline wrong. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Doesn't but he matter. said, 
When Boris Johnson came to the United States in September 2021 to address the United Nations, this is how the Washington Post described his speech. You know how the Washington Post described it? Boring. That's how the Washington Post described it. I don't care. It was boring. It was, he taught, and you know what? This is the sad thing. It's a tortured metaphor in Johnsonian style. Sure. But the sad fucking thing is the Tories are basically moderate Democrats. That's how fucking sad the situation is. That I would rather have the Tories running the United States than the fucking, like, middle-of-the-road Democrats. It would almost Mm -hmm. be better. Maybe not quite. I might be exaggerating a little bit, but it's... I mean, they're probably... I mean, At least they believe climate change exists! Your conservatives are far to the left of our conservatives, is my point. Yes. They believe in some some form of reality. On some 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 things. things. On On some things. things. It's very sad that we can't even get agreement on reality and all this. Mm-hmm. So he, he just goes through this L.A. T- I don't know why he didn't just look for a transcript of what Bojo said, because it's there. Uh, it's on the U.N. website. He went, yeah, he went through Washington Post reporting. Yeah, you could just um, get the transcript of it. I don't know why he decided weird. not to do that. But oh, he points such out. A, such a Boris Johnson like mm-hmm. flourish, like this precious blue, f- blue sphere with its <laughs> eggshell crust and wisp of atmosphere. It's not some indestructible toy, some bouncy plastic uh, romper room against which we can hurl ourselves to our heart's content. I'm That's surprised he didn't it. finish with a racist poem. Uh, <laughs> he may well have done. <laughs> Under his and breath. by the Under way, have breath. I told you about... No. As mind. he was walking past the representative from India, still yeah, just yeah. started saying a racist poem. Uh, but uh, he ends... Uh, there's like two chunks of this here, but I'll give you the point that I think Alex is really getting mad about here, which is, quote... He singled out the United States and Denmark for their pledged contributions to a $100 billion a year climate fund aimed at helping poorer countries cut carbon emissions and mitigate the effects of climate change. He also praised China for its pledge to end international financing of coal-powered energy plants, and he applauded Pakistan for promising to plant 10 billion trees. And then he says, Alex Shock says, fucking horror. How dare they? How dare they do something so radical and unthought through? I know. He says, let's go through Johnson's pitch. You have the warnings of terrible danger to put people into a state of fear. He demands radical action. One second. (laughs) Do you know how many people know that this speech happened? Five. Exactly. I think you might be overestimating it, or you're including us who just found out about this speech today. Like, this is not putting people. Me, Alex, and Alex's ghostwriter. Those (laughs) are the four. We need one more to get. Maybe depending how coked up he was at the time, allegedly. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's weird. But he says that he demands radical action, not thoughtful action. Okay, that that's such a fucking bait and switch with the word. Like, who cares? Like, what does that mean? You think you radical can have action radical is thoughtful unthought? Action. Yeah, that exactly. Is possible. You don't, to, we don't, you don't have to use every adjective when you're describing things. Alex I want radical, actions. thoughtful, timely. <laughs> like... He continues, skipping a little bit. And is it me, or does it seem like most of these world leaders are doing everything they can to make sure they say something nice about the communist government of China, which does not allow free speech or freedom of religion? And, yeah, probably, because they want China to stay on board and yeah, be involved China's with these things. Yeah, China's a big market, so man. They probably that sucks. are saying nice things Capitalism about sucks sometimes. Yes, Sorry. it does. Yes, it does. Uh, and whenever I see a hundred billion dollars a year is going to poorer countries, I always ask myself, how much of that money is ending up in the pockets of the leaders of those countries? Is that something unreasonable to ask? I don't think so. This is the plan for the Great Reset of Energy. What? You didn't lay out a plan. 
There's no, no plan there. No, it's just money. Beyond what Boris Johnson said in his speech, it's money. That's all it is. Okay. But he says, and thank thank you, Alex, for not trying to argue this because we've done this before and it never ends up well for your side. He says that he's not going to be breaking down the climate Cha- uh, the science of climate change which god bless honestly yes. thanks alex thank yeah. you so much yeah. uh you don't believe in it i know that part so it is weird how he doesn't actually outright say that climate change isn't happening in this chapter because he, he actually believe- he does he not actually- believe in it okay that's interesting he actually gives quite a lot of ground that you would expect him to fight in this book that's mm-hmm. something i've noticed yeah he's well- he's definitely trying to come across as less crazy and more like just asking questions e i think so I think so he's he, pivoting. He, he's, think he's taking. He's not. He's not pivoting. I, I think he's pivoting towards a pretense of being more reasonable, not towards actually. He's, being he's more taking reasonable. way fewer harder positions in the book than he does on the show, mm-hmm. um, and that's because I think. I do think there's something about like producing content every fucking day yeah. that forces you into taking hard positions because that's why we only do to... it once a week yeah exactly <laughs> um because you just have to say something new and intri- like you have to keep the audience right you can't yeah. just be like i'm just asking questions about they, everything they want the harder <clears throat> shit every time it's why so yeah. many of alex's audience get sucked into outright overt nazism yep because he's that softcore shit he's saying the same things but he's not as the white supremacists will say naming the jew yeah. Uh, he's not actually saying that it's the Jews who are doing this, and they want that hardcore, pure, uncut shit. And they, they want go and that find uncut J. <laughs> the hard J. Right, the hard J. Um, so, uh, yeah, he's not going to argue with us about climate change. And let me just tell you, Alex has said multiple times on his show that the, the planet is actually carbon-starved, and we need oh. to release more carbon uh, <clears throat> to save the planet is Alex's general position on the That's on interesting. The okay. <laughs> yeah, the exact opposite of reality. Yep. Uh, but then he says, quote, Johnson said the United Kingdom is going to be leading by example. Ironically, this bit got to me. This bit yeah, got to me. Yeah. I figured it would. I figured yeah. it would. He says, ironically, they're the ones having the hardest time with it. They're the ones in an energy crisis with no safe launch pad into renewable energy. Uh, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there anything going on in Europe as a whole that Possibly? you think... Might you know, have had you know some I mean, I level of impact. I don't follow the news a lot. I don't no. follow the news a lot, so I'm not exactly sure what exactly is going some on. Some level of impact on, I don't know, natural gas supplies heading yeah. to Europe. Wasn't there like, oh, uh, God, like they banned they banned oil, right? They banned yeah. oil? Oil's Isn't banned. that what happened? Yeah. No, no oil. Yeah. Uh, no allow oil. me to read you a headline from The Guardian from September mm-hmm. 1st, 2022. Energy crisis. UK households worst hit in Western Europe finds IMF. Heavy reliance on gas is behind price surge, with the impact mm-hmm. on poorest households also the worst in Europe. Huh. Yep. And that's because Weird. Russia invaded Ukraine, yeah, and most of the gas comes from, from Russia. That would be a thing. So skipping over to the next page, uh, he says that, you know, that the globalists don't care about the poor because they're being hurt by these policies. What policies? Mm. I guess not giving Russia Ukraine, I guess, is the policy. He doesn't mm-hmm. name that, but I'm sure it's what he's thinking. Uh, he then goes on to talk about uh, fertilizer crisis, apparently. there's a Where does fertilizer, fertilizer come from? Generally. Well, Benedict, would you be surprised to learn that Russia is 20% of the fertilizer export market for the entire world? I would not, because you yeah. told me that before the show, but I'm going to yeah, pretend no. you didn't. <laughs> it's a thing. It's a thing, and it also does tie into the gas thing, where mm-hmm. it does require quite a bit of natural gas in order to create fertilizer uh, at the production level. Uh, and uh, as so you if you want to make more fertilizer, you have to fucking crank up your natural gas production. 
Yep. So he continues, skipping a little ways forward. Quote, the plan is simple. Destroy the fossil fuel industry. Send prices soaring. Manufacture an energy crisis. Blame fossil fuels. And shut down reliable global energy without a viable immediate alternative. Why? What the fuck is the point of this? Like, this this is the most conspiracy chapter we've had, just because it's just like, why I mean, the would last one was this? pretty conspiracy, but he's doing it here. He's really yeah, doing it here. Yeah, that's true. They're like, what? But, like, what's the point of this? Well, he's, he tells us in the next sentence, this is what the Great Reset is all about. If you want a global corporate government that rules over humanity, you have to destroy everything first. But that makes no sense. <laughs> you well, could Benedict, argue. He continues to explain this is the classic problem-reaction-solution. Yeah, which he's tried the Hegelian dialectic, <laughs> which is not what that is, but he tells us that's what it is. Yes, I know. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't have no, to make sense. It well, it just—it's just very silly. Like there, the, the fun, the the silly thing is, if you're Alex Jones, oligarchs already control the world. Yes, George globalists Soros. already control the world. Clash Why law. do they need to do this? Uh, to to more control the world? Yeah, it makes no sense. Well, you know, twenty years ago, he was screaming about how they put cameras inside of your cable box to watch you, mm. um, and that didn't that you know. Th- so they're already watching. Um, I don't know why they would need more. They're already more watching. watching. They do. More watching, more furious. I don't. Man, like... I wonder if it's really just that the globalists love watching people jerk off in their living room. I think mm. that might be what a lot Possibly. of this is about. Yeah, they're they're. They're making sure people's genitals are shrinking. That's what they're, <laughs> that's what they're keeping track of. So he has this dumb uh, analogy to pillows uh, where he says, quote, It's as if you devise a plan to jump off your roof and land safely onto thousands of pillows, except the pillows haven't arrived from the store yet. But they could have if you used offer code InfoWars at MikeLindell.com uh, today. <laughs> For your giant pile of jumping those, in pillows. Those pillows, you would still die if you jumped off onto a my pillow pillow. I'm pretty you sure. You know, I I remember at one point my mom wanted to get me a my pillow. No, and it, it well, it was before anything happened with Mike Lindell. Before people like knew that, and I was just like, I, I got a five dollar pillow from Target, and it's fine. I don't need some bullshit pillow. Cause let's, I mean, like I, I've never read anything about what the my. I would assume it's just a chunk of memory foam. Mm-hmm. Is probably what a my pillow is. Like, okay, memory foam is comfortable, sure. It's thirty dollars or whatever he sells those for. I can get the same thing for like fifteen at, at Target, right? Like everyone sure, can get yeah. yourself your own fucking my pillow. You don't need to go pay for all that bullshit. Um, but uh, of course, Elon Musk is the only one willing to say the truth in this situation. We learn. Uh, because he tweeted that we need to increase uh, oil and gas output. Apparently, yeah. You know why he tweeted that? Because Russia invaded Ukraine. Yeah. Check yep. the fucking date on it. It's right after the invasion. March 4th, 2022, as a matter of yeah. fact. Literally right after it. Uh, and then he has some bullshit from a Manhattan fellow institute, uh, a Manhattan Institute fellow, and I don't really care. Uh, no, my eyes nothing interesting. Really yeah, right. He's arguing that one. the one thing I took from it was where, uh, this is a quote from the Manhattan Institute guy, in rough terms, it requires the energy equivalent of about 100 barrels of oil to fabricate a quantity of batteries that can sco- <laughs> store a single barrel of oil equivalent energy. The, the problems with that statement are endless. First yep. off, batteries, uh, they can be charged, and then they discharge, and mm-hmm. then they charge, and then they discharge. 
and then they charge, and then they discharge. And that cycle continues and repeats. That's how batteries work. So it's mm-hmm. not like you have a battery, and it only has one barrel of oil's worth of energy in it. That's not how batteries no. work. Um, That's correct. The other problem is it assumes that efficiencies won't increase over time uh, as technologies uh, refine, which is literally a huge thing that we're working on as a society. And then we get the argument that uh, green energy is still too expensive and, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. I will. You know what? You know, what gets a bunch of subsidies. Yeah. Oil, Oil and, and fucking gas. Oil yeah. and fucking gas. Coal plants especially get a bunch of subsidies. Coal I, mining. Yeah. I will also point out the one thing that I looked up, which is that the uh, average price of solar has dropped about 10% per year for the last 10 to 15 years, uh, and that trend is continuing. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> go fuck yourself. Yep. But... It's all about them Benjamins. Mm. It's all about them Benjamins. Alex tells us, or asks the question, how are they going to actually implement all of this? And then he answers his question, of course. Well, of course, they're going to print money out of thin air. This they, Okay, this bit literally made no sense. They're like, oh, he's going to print money, and then they're going to... That completely devalues the money, and then they're going to give the cronies all the money. But the money isn't valuable, so why do the cronies well, need the money? Also, let's not pretend that the cronies... It makes sense when you cronies... remember that Alex sells gold. That's true. Let's, that's true. <laughs> that, okay, yeah, that's a great point. He uses yeah. the phrase fiat currency. He uses the phrase currency units. He uses all these things here that weirdo... Uh, hard money people use all the time yeah, to try and sell wrong. their gold and bullshit. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, it makes sense if you want an an, an inflation hedge from Infowars.com. But like, yeah, oil and gas gets huge subsidies. And let's not pretend that the oil and gas executives aren't already receiving money from people. Like, yeah. it's not it's not like this is going to be like, oh, they're going to put their buddies in charge. Yeah, they already do. Like, yep. Had their, some of their most profitable years in history over the last. Also, years why is it always BlackRock? What's his beef with BlackRock? I don't specifically, know. I I I don't know. But yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. He has this weird paragraph here where he says, "Quote." Trillions of new currency units will be chasing even fewer products and services. Since we already have supply chain disasters, historic inflation levels will go much higher. The politicians will virtue signal about saving the world, and you will be eating crushed up bugs from a drone delivered directly to your house that's owned by BlackRock. Oh, and you'll be having rolling blackouts because the power grid cannot sustain us this way. Anything to save the world, right? I don't... Is BlackRock one of the woke companies? Are they one of the wokes? Maybe. You know that lefty BlackRock world's largest investment fund? Lefty capitalism. Yeah, Yeah, you know how that is. They might be doing some of it, but they might be doing some uh, activist investment. They might have like an activist fund, right? Where they like don't invest in oil in that um, fund. I think they have an ESG fund. Sure. Which, you know. Sure. Th- those are bullshit anyway, but whatever. Yeah. So he next moves on to telling us, and this has uh, no relation Nothing to, to do with anything. The chapter or anything that they're putting kill switches in your car. Yeah. Which, like, I will be honest, I didn't go and read the bill. But it seems fairly obvious to me that this is a safety thing and not a you can't drive anymore thing. Well, Benedict, I did go read the bill. I know you did. That's why I didn't. Yeah, Uh, There is nothing. uh, What Alex says in particular is that they are installing kill switches that authorities can access and use to shut down any newer vehicle. Doesn't that sound like a horrifying nightmare hellscape of the future? It's a good thing it's completely fucking fake. 
Okay. The cool. reality, uh, and the article he quotes here is from some douchebag who wrote a thing for Yahoo News. Um, it actually, as far as I can tell, this claim originated with the Western Journal, which is uh, just a bullshit right wing. Uh, well, trash so it blog. looks like it's it's a it's a quote. It, it's basically a summary article of something that Bob Barr said somewhere. Right. And Bob Barr appears to have gotten his bullshit claim from the Western Journal. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Because the whole ecosystem right-wing thought is waiting for, uh, you know, people out there in the right-wing blogosphere to come up with narratives that they later That you can then, like, put in a tweet. (laughs) Exactly. The reality is that the bill uh, authorizes the Department of Transportation to come up with regulations for automobile manufacturers to implement systems to detect if people are driving under the influence or intoxicated that will limit their ability to use the vehicle. There is no kill switch. There is nothing that authorities will have the ability to access. Right now, my new car, I got a car, you know, a couple months ago. It's a 2021. It has a feature where if it detects me leaving lanes, it'll vibrate the steering wheel and flash up a message that says lane, you're leaving the lane. I forget what it says exactly. Something like that. But it's gonna, it's something like that is all they're coming up with. There's no kill switch. There's nothing in there about authorities being able to shut down your vehicle. It's just like a system to determine if you're drunk driving and hopefully make it so that you safely come to a stop and don't kill anyone. Okay, here's the other thing. There's a bit in that article that it says, can I just read this from the book? Wait, there's more. Because I don't understand what he's talking about at all here. So he says, Oh no, he's just completely lying. I know what you're about to read. He's just completely lying. So he says, but wait, there's more. The kill switch safety system would be open. Or in other words, there would be a back door. That's got nothing to do with like what? No, because there's no kill switch in this. There's nothing about a kill switch. Even if there's a kill switch that stops you driving, it doesn't mean you can open the vehicle remotely. No, that probably already. You wouldn't be able to shut. Okay. Also, here's another thing. Hackers can already shut your car down. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They can already fucking do it. You've seen the the vice.com videos of them shutting down people's cars they could do it it doesn't so he said he he then says that would allow police or other government authorities to access it whenever would they need a warrant to do that likely not even better hackers could access the back door and shut down your vehicle okay like they probably would need a warrant if they were going to search your car or search like go through Mm -hmm. your search history or anything well the problem as i said is that none of that is real and this is all. yeah okay so i'm trying to rationalize something that Mm -hmm. just isn't true so that's we should just move on that's the problem that's the problem you really shouldn't try to rationalize complete fucking lies yeah uh but of course alex is mad about that the next thing he's mad about that is again made up uh is that uh, there is a, a plans in the uh, infrastructure bill for a national per mile fee pilot program that's going to charge you depending on how much you drive and this seems like bollocks to me well this one actually is in the bill this actually okay. exists it is a voluntary pilot program that would allow drivers to opt in to assist the National Highway Safety Trust Fund, which repairs all of our highways and roads, because that trust fund has been declining because of declining gas taxes over recent years mm-hmm. as more people transfer over to electric vehicles. Gotcha. That's it. That's it. But that's... So it's, it's like highway repair, like the people who use the roads more have to pay more? Well, it's, it's, not, even like, it's not even fleshed out like that. It's a pilot program. Okay. It's, it's a voluntary pilot program to see how this goes. It's possible it could be a thing in the future, but it would literally just replace the gas tax. Also, the other thing is... He's, it would likely then, only be used for electric vehicles, is what I'm yeah. getting at. But then he he's like, oh, and they're going to sink your 
car to your personal identity like your iphone syncs to the icloud okay first of all mine doesn't because a i don't have an iphone and b i am a luddite that doesn't use the cloud (laughs) (laughs) i'm Uh, just too cheap to pay for anything more than that standard whatever it is that they give you yeah and it's always full and i never bother to deal with it again like i just don't think he understands how cars work because then he's like oh and they also uh oh let me read it let me read it let me read it he says quote your car will become a surveillance device to monitor, track, trace, and penalize you. And in a digital world, it will all be automatically synced with your digital currency, financial accounts, and social credit score. Yeah. And then he says, perhaps this is another reason why you want us all to use elect- electric cars. It doesn't need to be an electric car no, for them to do, do that. No, you do that in a gas-powered car if yeah. you do an electric one. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's, it's not like it's like hooked up to the internet via the electric mm-hmm. car nature of it. No, it's just like, I guess you can turn it off and that's maybe why. Like, you can like kill the ignition, but you can do that in an electric uh, you car You can do too. that in a, in a gas car, electric car, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But on the anyway, next page. it's very confusing. On the next page, we get those three stars that he's uh, transitioning to a new section. And he begins by asking us. <laughs> so funny <laughs> by the way how are you feeling digesting all this information by the way you know, do you need to take asking. a do you need to take a break <laughs> yes I alex i do please i did yeah i had yeah. to go make a cup of tea it was bad and he says i know it's a lot to absorb it can feel a bit overwhelming he really has a caring tone here it's it really does nice. yeah really yeah no, so let's nice. have a little laugh while on the subject of the climate change emergency now if you still don't believe that the global elite are deranged lunatics who will trample your basic human rights in the name of saving the planet, get a load of this headline from the Huffington Post. Could a small nuclear war reverse global warming? Ah, funny. funny yeah, I mean, this is just a... It's an article from much. 2011. It says, you know, this is probably not a good idea is what they came but out But if on. like 20% of the population died, it would stop global warming maybe? Like No, it's not even that. It's just like, you know, the particulate they would put in the, be put in the air and stuff would block solar radiation uh, and okay. cool the planet. That's basically all it is. And they, they literally end the article by saying, probably not a good idea. Well, also, if it's from 2011, <laughs> that's when Huffington Post was literally just like, they just yeah. stole people's blogs. I couldn't figure out if it was one of those weird HuffPo blog things or not. I couldn't figure it out because it doesn't Probably say Probably was because everything pre-2014 was that. So Yeah. Well, you know, but it is. Uh, so yeah, Alex, uh, he, he throws some nice, great replacement toss-outs here, some, some call-outs to it. Uh, he says, quote, as the first world collapses, so does the third world. Then, oh, so this was some nice subtle racism mm-hmm. in this bit. Yep, cool. Was it subtle? I don't think it was all that no. subtle. No, then that they was will sarcastic. send hundreds of millions of climate refugees uh, sorry. into. <laughs> who, who will send? They. 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 Okay. Tell okay. me who they is. No, I who won't. Who is they? Nope. Into the collapsing first world. This will totally collapse global civilization. It will be blamed on an unfair economic system, one they prospered from, and climate change. Who that is, again, who is they? 100%, that's great replacement right there. Yeah, that's yeah, no, it is. sucks. It really fucking sucks. Yeah. Uh, and then we get over to, uh, this. the rest of that section is really boring, uh, but we get over to COP26 mm, uh, yeah, yeah. In, in Glasgow, Scotland, uh, and Prince Charles, uh, nay King then, Charles. Then Prince Charles, yeah, yes, then, then Prince, Prince Charles. Nay Prince, now King. Uh, <laughs> his maiden name was Prince. <laughs> People don't know this. He was na- married uh, to the guy who wore a lot of purple. Um, <laughs> how does that work? If you go by a mononym, how does how does that? I'm just wondering now how you adopt the name of another person who has a mononym. That's what I'm really interested in. I oh, really as in like if you get works. married and want to take like your if you marry name? Madonna. Is my okay. last name Madonna, or now do I just have one name and it's Madonna? What if, what if Prince and Madonna got married? 
I feel <laughs> it would be prima donna, surely. <laughs> then the world would literally implode in on itself. We would mm. create a singularity. You ruined so my prima, you ru- ruined my prima donna joke. Oh, I'm sorry, I trampled all over you. Yeah, that's uh, fine. But he tells us to, to catch all the globalist buzzwords in his speech. And Benedict, mm-hmm. I'll let you read this since you have the accent so we can catch so, all those globalist buzzwords. Well, he just he says Prince Charles addressing delegates. The summit says the COVID-19... Uh, sorry, is that, that the bit you want me to read? Yeah. Yes, yes. Pandemic has def- demonstrated just how devastating global cross-border threat can be. And he says, I'm going to do my best, Prince Charles. Okay. King Charles. Climate change and biodiversity loss are no different. That's a bit David Attenborough. But uh, uh, bring me my pen. Bring me my <laughs> good pen, not the bad pen. Yeah, 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 it's more. Yeah, in fact, they pose an even greater existential threat to the extent we have to put ourselves on what might be called a warlike footing. I was at a pizza express. <laughs> That's Prince Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Um, So he calls for a radical transformation of our fossil fuel-based economy to one that is genuinely renewable and sustainable. There are no buzzwords in that. I don't know what to tell you. Well, here's the buzzwords Alex takes from it. Existential threat. Um, Okay. Warlike footing. Mm-hmm. And the last one, Benedict, radical transformation mm-hmm. is not from it's the not direct quote of Charles. Yeah. <laughs> it's a characterization of what he said yep. by CNBC. Yep. So, and then Joe Biden went and did the same, and they're all the same, and he's mad because they're the same. Um, he gets so mad about it. He's like, do you think they had the same speechwriter? No, but yeah, they might they, have had the same talking points. Well, he throws out a thing that the right likes to do, and he claims that this must, both of their speeches, must have been written uh, by the same person. And he particularly brings up Rahm Emanuel, because you got to mm. bring it back to someone connected to that black guy they all hate. Yeah. Um, oh, that's later on. He talks about that. Sorry. I'm it is a little later on, but uh, then we get to what can only be described a transcript as... of a Tucker Carlson show. Yeah. Yeah. It's what it is. <laughs> yeah. It's a fucking parody. It's a transcript. Literally one, two, uh, three it's... pages of yep. transcript of a Tucker Carlson episode. Yep. That's what we get. And I'm not going to fucking read that to you. Mm-mm. You can go fucking watch the episode if you want it. But he literally starts it by saying, here is the tran... I'm going to start before that, actually, because he says, quote, one of the people provi- providing that coverage, that being, you know, great coverage, is Tucker Carlson. Tucker has admirably covered the prospect of climate lockdowns. Which aren't a real thing. And never have thing. been and never will be. And then he continues, here is the transcript of a great dialogue Carlson had on his show from June 22nd, 2021. So if you want to go see it, you can go look that up on YouTube. All of his bullshit's on YouTube. I'm sure you can find it. But what, Tucker- what's funny then is like he, he says it's a dialogue and it's not. It's Tucker Carlson talking about a Biden speech. That bit. Well, and then like talking into- to that douchebag Mark Moreno. No, but that's like saying that we're having a dialogue with Alex right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. I mean, right after the transcript, literally the transcript of a portion of a Joe Biden speech that Tucker played on his show. That's how many layers of inception we are deep right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alex says, I will criticize most of the mainstream media, but Tucker Carlson stands. (laughs) Look, I hate the fucking sucking his dick metaphor for what's going on but alex is fucking riding tucker carlson's dick here that is what's going on what the fuck 
Tucker Carlson stands head and shoulders above most of the commentators. Notice how people like President Biden try to ingratiate themselves to you by being non-threatening. Folks, we're in a crisis. He sounds just like your favorite uncle. And then literally it continues. We have Tucker Carlson. He's talking to fucking Mark Moreno. Moreno is making up bullshit about all these academics who want to add climate change to death certificates and UK reports coming out calling for climate lockdowns and blah, blah, blah. It's a load it's, of bollocks. It's, it's a load of bollocks. Such a fucking waste of time. I, I, I don't know why. Who thought this was a good idea to put this in the book? Who? I don't know. I have no, no. idea. It no. makes no sense. But he says there's something even more interesting. And this is where we get to what we were talking about a few minutes ago. He says, if you compare Prince Charles quotes with Joe Biden's, they are eerily similar. And they, I mean, in the way that two people talking about the same subject is similar, which they yeah. were <laughs> talking yeah. about the same subject. Now, here goes the conspiracy theorist in me, he continues. Does it seem far-fetched to suggest the same group wrote that, that uh, those speeches for the two men? By now, it should be clear that when Biden says it's a crisis and we need to seize the opportunity, he's referring to Obama's former chief of staff, Rahm Emanuel's philosophy, which every fucking right-wing shitbag radio host loves to throw out the Rahm Emanuel. Don't let a crisis go to waste. Yeah, always. We've seen it a billion times, and I I don't even care. Um, But next, he has a New York Post article that says that there's going to be climate lockdowns. Again, not a thing that's going to happen ever. Uh, it, New York Post is a bullshit brag, and I'm not bothering to read it. I really don't care. Then he gives us a Forbes article, which basically says some more bullshit, uh, which Alex misinterprets about how we need the equivalent of a pandemic lockdown's worth of climate uh, of carbon reduction every two mm-hmm. years to meet Paris carbon emission goals. Of course, Alex wants to imply that that means we're going to do that every two no, years. No, but it's just like that's how much we need to exactly. fucking chill out. Yeah, That's what they were getting across in the article. But then... Alex finishes off with something so dumb, I can only uh, uh, interpret it as, well, unintentional, really. I was going to say so, intentional, so but dumb really... So dumb that the last thing I wrote in the chapter was dumb exclamation mark. Well, he starts this last section here by saying, how does this big plan all get put together? Why? By tr- <laughs> I love the why comma there. <laughs> why? Well, I tell you, boy. <laughs> well, why? let me tell you why. <laughs> By tying together your vaccine passport with your carbon footprint. What an excellent way to manage the population. This is from Vox in March 2021, helpfully explaining the dual use of this technology. Now, remember that Alex told you that this excerpt from Vox is explaining how your carbon footprint and your vaccine passport will be tied together. Allow me to read it for you. While the Commons Project is attracting a growing number of partners, it isn't the only vaccine passport maker out there. Beyond its work on New York's Excelsior Pass, which was tested at Madison Square Garden and the Barclays Center, IBM is working with Germany to produce digital versions of its paper vaccine certificates. The International Air Transport Association, IATA, is also developing its own travel pass for airlines, which is now being tested by Virgin Atlantic. Emirati... I've never been able to know how to pronounce this. Is it Emirati's? Uh... Is that it? No, it's, that's Emirates. But Emirates. Then, em, okay. em, Emirates. Emirates. Yeah. And other carriers. 
Carbon Health plans to expand the functionality of its Health Pass to work with Apple Wallet and Google Pay. Even MasterCard has joined the fray. It's working with the International Chamber of Commerce on a protocol for a global interoperable health pass system. End of quote. Benedict, allow me to tell you my theory. Allow me to tell you my theory. I think we have the same theory. I think that he thought Carbon Health, which is a chain... Of urgent care centers across the United States was a company that has something to do with climate change. That's it. That's what that it was is. the theory. That was the theory. We landed that's on the it. same thing. That's what it is. We landed that's on the same is. thing. Yeah, yeah. No, he definitely, read, he definitely read carbon and was like, oh, they're coming for the carbon pass. Carbon health, Benedict. Fuck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That is the dumbest thing I have read this whole chapter. It's so bad. <laughs> It's so bad. So he gives us uh, a final uh, quote here. Uh, some guy from the, the guy from Alibaba Group, who we've talked about before, the president of Alibaba Group. Something he said at Davos, USA, uh, not Jack, not Jack Ma, before he right, right. disappeared. <laughs> Sometimes people from Alibaba disappear. It happens. Yeah. Um, and and this article, uh, by the way, I didn't even look at to see who wrote this article. Let me check here. Let's see. Uh, this is chapter seven, and it's footnote thirty. Uh, let's see. Blah blah blah. I think it's Where just the speech, is it? isn't it? It's just Michael Evans' speech. Um. Nope. This is the Christian Broadcasting Network. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. This is an article from the Christian Broadcasting. I had the title, but I wasn't sure who wrote it, so I wanted to make sure I got it correct. Gotcha. Uh, the excerpt he gives us here is part of an article from the. It, it, so it's a piece of the article, and it also has some quotes from Evans. Uh, and the article is titled "Tracking Humans: Medical okay. Pills with Microchips and a New Proposal to Monitor Your Carbon Footprint." You Christian think- Broadcasting yeah. Network. If you don't know, that is the Pat Robertson outlet. Um, not known for its high-level journalistic work. And because this last portion of the chapter includes that chunk, I'm going to read that chunk and the final uh, little bit that Alex wrote so you can have it all. Now, this is starting with the excerpt from that CBN article, and it is, quote, It's another high-tech method for tracking human behavior, and China is already widely known to be violating the human rights of its citizens with a social credit system of tracking— thing we've talked about actually hasn't been implemented. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course, they all think it has. So the fact that the technology is coming from Alibaba Group is raising alarms. In the video posted to Twitter, Evans told the audience, quote, we're developing through technology an ability for consumers to measure their whole carbon footprint. What does that mean, he asked. Where they are traveling, how they are traveling, what they are eating, what they are consuming on the platform. So individual carbon footprint tracker, end quote, as a surprise reaction can be heard in the video coming from the audience. Who I'm sure were horrified. Sure. And then Alex finishes the chapter by saying, quote, It can be overwhelming to fully understand the plan of the globalists, but they count on you to not being informed or being so enamored of their promises that you won't question some of the more troubling aspects. But the truth is their plans are fragile. All we need to do is speak out, stand up, say no to them, and they will have to flee from us and civilized society. You can do that by buying Going five copies of this com, and giving man. it to your friends. <laughs> it always comes back to something like that. Anyways, Benedict, who boy, wasn't that a lively one? That, mm-hmm. uh, that one was a live wire, if you will, since it was supposedly about electricity and then suddenly wasn't 
all of a sudden. Uh, but uh, thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, if you just can't get enough of us, you can go over to patreon.com forward slash NYGBC and become a patron for as little as $1 an episode for patron-only episodes, shout-outs on the show, early release of our episodes, and more. As always, we have to give a shout-out to our wonderful and amazing patrons, Little Flick! William Patterson, Sadie's Sister Wednesday, Kieran Dackler, Solidarity to Morgan, Morgan Stringer, Henry Lewis King Jr., Sarah Wolf, Aaron Burke, Megan A. Dooley, Gloria Scott, Clifton Stuckey, Paws, A Baby, wah, Veronica Forker, Melissa C., George Saulnier, Janet Yutter, Stefan, Shark Belly, Utah Outcast, Brent Lee, Dave Barwick, Chris Palmer, Bad Bible Stitches, Mockingbird Nation, Bacaw! Benjamin Carlisle, Dexter, Allison, Megan Ruth, Glowrung the Deceiver, Big Easy Blasphemy, Jay Reynolds, Stephen, and Cindy Dimmick, Taru Takanan, and Balls Waterson. Thank you all, as always, for being our patrons. That's it for this week's show. Till next time, we are going to make you eat the bugs. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. podcast is a production of Kevin and Benedict Productions. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Music for this podcast is by Silverman Sound Studios. Find out more at silvermansound.com.